0: Morning of Medical presents Dr G at the Heart of Healthcare. The mission of our podcast is to educate and empower, helping people see what's needed to navigate the healthcare system. In three parts, you will enjoy a story, the theme of the show, you will be educated with a teaching point, and you will be empowered with a valuable resource. to episode 6 of Dr. G at the Heart of Healthcare IDT core members the social worker Hello everyone Glad to be here another time to speak with you Today is actually the anniversary of me graduating from medical school May 21st 2016 from Texas A&M, Health Science Center, College of Medicine. I think it has a different name now, but nonetheless, I did have time with those Aggies. Are there Aggies listening? Whoop. Aggie dog here. Anyway, IDT stands for Interdisciplinary Team. Before we jump into our show today, I want to talk about a few healthcare celebrations that occurred this week. On the 13th, we wrapped up National Healthcare, I'm sorry, National Hospital Week. We were so focused on nurses that we did not mention the hospitals that they work in. And in case you missed it, since we're speaking of nurses, we went live with Hospice Nurse Shelley. She was an ICU nurse, an emergency room nurse a trauma surgery nurse and she became a hospice nurse and she is doing a lot of work there to preserve the art of nursing that recording is on our Instagram page I'll put a link to it in the show notes so we're grateful for hospitals where people can get the health that, the help that they need with their health last week was National Women's Health Week The American College of Physicians posted that it was a great reminder for women to focus on their health goals and to schedule an annual well woman visit with an internal medicine physician and that reminds me there's an update for breast cancer screening the United States preventative services task force has a new draft recommendation that I will put in the show notes. They're actually recommending that the screening starts at the age of 40 for women instead of 50 as it has been. And those things change because of data. That's another show, another topic. But I, I couldn't mention Women's Health Week without mentioning the change. Next celebration, May, is still Mental Health Awareness Month. So I want to highlight a few social media posts that were along those lines. There's a psychologist named Dr. Nicole LaPera. She puts out great content, very academic. And one of her tweets said, this is the age of emotional healing. People are having the courage to process, break the cycle, and create a life they don't need to escape from. That's powerful. We need vacations, but we should have a life that we enjoy. And since we're talking about psychologists, I have to mention the president of the American Psychological Association. And that's Dr. Tama. She puts out great messages on social media as well that just nuggets of inspiration and empowerment in your mind she also has a great podcast called the homecoming podcast i'll put a link to that in the show notes the last celebration we're going to highlight is from friday it was world family doctor day the american academy of family physician and world organization of national colleges, academies, and academic associations of general practitioners slash family physicians. Wonka. Ooh, that's a mouthful. They highlighted these physicians that take care of families from birth to death. I'm sure many of you have seen a family physician at some point. They are they take care of the community and they keep our families healthy and do that preventative care and so we are grateful for them hopefully they were treated well at work so let's jump into our mission to educate and empower in three parts we help listeners see what's needed to navigate the healthcare system today we're talking about the interdisciplinary team core members we're continuing that series we already talked about nurses last week this week is the social worker And then, you know, the hospice physician is also a core member. Next week, we'll speak about chaplains. So today, we're going to talk about social workers. And we're actually going to go live on Instagram to talk to a social worker. And so if you can join, that would be great. So today's story actually relates to last week's Instagram Live, where hospice nurse Shelly mentioned the social worker. And she said, It's not like a social worker you see on TV that's coming to take the kids. Do people think that about social workers? Well, they do so much more. Um, So let's educate you on that. In my book, I briefly touched on social work so that my readers would know what the social worker does. My book entitled Dr. G's Hospice Pocket Guide, Seven Things Hospice Physicians Need to Know to Be Ready for Work. Chapter three talks about signing stuff. So some of the things we sign are letters of capacity. If you consider someone who may have dementia or Alzheimer's or something else that has taken made them confused and lose their memory or just not be themselves sometimes they need a letter so their family can access their assets to to pay for their assisted living or to pay for their memory care or to pay their bills they will need a letter from a doctor to do those type of things unless they did advanced care planning that we talked about in our episode on that national Healthcare decisions day But if that's not in place, then your hospice social worker would help you with that. You may need FMLA paperwork signed so that you can take off work to care for a loved one. You may need utility forms signed. Sometimes you may need help getting a family member who's incarcerated out for the memorial service. So there's many things that come up that need Need our social worker to provide solutions and help for those things. Last week, one of my social workers sent an email with some resources to a family, and there were some great things in there. There was a document called a PULSED form in California. It's a form that is called the Physician's Order for Life-Sustaining Treatment, and that is basically advanced care planning to state how you want to be treated in the event that you are no longer breathing or who's there to speak on your behalf. So that's a POST form. Also in that email was an after-death checklist. Do you know what, what you're supposed to do when someone dies? That, that's not common knowledge. And so the social worker provided a checklist of things to do. She also had in there a mortuary list. She helps with final arrangements. And again, when when you're dealing with the loss of a loved one, sometimes you don't know where to start. And so these things are, are readily available with your hospice social worker. The favorite thing that the social worker does, my favorite thing I should say is, Coordinate family meetings for goals of care. As I mentioned before, family dynamics can explode when they're faced with stressful events and the, the end of life of someone and people have different opinions. And so sometimes we need to have a family meeting with the interdisciplinary team to align with the goals of care and to help problem solve, help find solutions and help. People just need to talk sometimes. And so the family meetings are actually an amazing tool and that's one of the great tools that we use in hospice to help and um, I call them the magical family meetings because you can see great things that happen when when we actually take the time. to put a link to a website that talks about what a hospice physician does. Now, to empowerment. There's a couple of valuable resources that I have for you today. A couple are online, and the third is the person. So the NHPCO has a website called Caring Info, and there's two things I want to point out to you. One is entitled, I Need Help Now. When you're faced with a serious illness, you may be dealing with some intense emotions and and need direction. That website can help you. Also, another component of it talks about getting grief and loss support. So that is a resource there. Then our actual special guest is the valuable resource of the week. Our social worker, Lisa, the co creator of the death deck will be with us I'm going to put a link to her blog in the show notes she has a part that says the ultimate gift you can give your family grappling with grief so she has that there the death deck we're going to talk about that and and how they came about creating that it's described as a tool used by families, caregivers, and healthcare providers to help facilitate conversations about end-of-life wishes. With a casual tone, multiple choice, and open-ended questions, the end-of-life deck makes starting conversations about what matters most a little easier. So today at noon... We'll be live, and we're going to dive deeper into the social worker's role on the interdisciplinary team and hear the story about how the partnership started with creating the death deck. So thank you for joining me today. I wish you peace. Please visit our website, morningdovemedical.com. Or any of our social media platforms to ask questions and make requests for future shows. Spread the word by sharing episodes and let's make the culture hospice friendly. Our podcast can be enjoyed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Bullhorn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Please subscribe and share. Peace.